Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Welcome, everyone, to Senior Care Live, where it's all about information, education, and resources for those of us caring for an elderly loved one. I'm Steve Keeker, president of Senior Care Consulting. I just want to thank you for joining me here today. I really appreciate it, and our listenership is growing, and many people now call or refer to Senior Care Live as appointment radio. They tune in each and every week. They tell me they would not miss a single program. And wow, I am so honored by that. Word of mouth is quickly spreading. And again, I just can't thank you enough for all of your wonderful support. If you have a question about this program or how we can help you and your family, here's the toll-free number. Write it down and call if you need some help or have some questions, one 800 Three three one six four four five. Operators are standing by. It's a call now or call anytime. One eight hundred three three one six four four five. You can also check out the website, Senior Care Live. That's L I V E SeniorCareLive dot com. You visit online, be sure to like us on Facebook, uh, follow on Twitter, sign up for the e-newsletter, and check out our awesome upcoming free educational events. If you want to learn more about my firm, Senior Care Consulting, you can check that out online at, you guessed it, Senior Care Consulting. That's I-N-G, SeniorCareConsulting.com. And this is where my firm offers a highly specialized, uh, very deeply personal service where we help you. And, and I'll go into more of this a little bit later, but bottom line, we help you find the right senior care community for your aging parents and other elderly loved ones. We help you get it right the first time in a minimum amount of time. And uh, again, I'll comment on that just a little bit later. All right. Again, our listenership is really, really growing. Uh, thank you so much. Online listeners streaming the program, as well as people listening to the podcast after the fact. I think it's just very interesting. I love the technology. And uh, those numbers are on the rise as well. So please continue uh, to spread the good word about the program and telling your family and friends and, and, and friends at work and other families in the same situation of caring for an elderly loved one. Most of us are just not prepared for this. So uh, I appreciate it that you're you're sharing the 
the good news of Senior Care Live with a lot of folks. And this is just how a program like this becomes successful, just all of the good uh, word-of-mouth recommendations. And again, I just simply can't thank you enough. And don't forget, the peak demand for all Senior Care communities, is it, that's January and then kind of trends into February as well. So try your very best to get under that wire of that peak demand, that spike in demand, uh, before there are literally thousands of people flooding the market, taking up all of the assisted living apartments in the beds in the nursing homes and the Alzheimer's dementia care units, leaving you with a very long waiting list. So don't put that off. Do yourself a huge favor and act now. And also don't forget, the last day to change your Medicare benefit is December the 7th. That is like, what, a couple days away. So you've almost missed it, but you still have time. And don't confuse that with the open enrollment for the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare, uh, which ends December the 15th. It's December 7th. You have two days to get that done. So be sure to get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. This is a consumer alert. Consumer alert. All right. So recently I've spoken to two different families who have experienced the exact same issue, and both of them had issues when their parent was in the hospital. Now, let me say this before I get nasty grams and uh, all of this fun stuff, phone calls, et cetera, et cetera. I am not saying that all hospitals are bad. I'm not saying any hospitals are bad. And uh, I'm not saying that all the experiences uh, in all the hospitals are negative. Not saying that at all. However, the stories that I'm about to share with you, uh, these things are just becoming more and more common. And I, I have a theory on why these things are happening. I'll share that in here in just a minute. But very recently, this last week, I spoke with a lady, and her mother was admitted to a hospital. This was outside of the Kansas City area. Okay, so this is just going on everywhere. And her mom had a stroke, and as a result, she couldn't swallow properly, and she needed therapy uh, on her, I think it was her right side. She had weakness, and this is pretty common following a stroke. And so, uh, and she also had some of the related dementia and confusion, and a little bit of memory loss that sometimes follows a stroke. And the daughter went to visit her mom in the hospital, and she saw a full plate of food sitting on the table next to her. And I had a hamburger and fries and uh, and some other good stuff on it that her mom could not eat due to her swallowing issues, right? So uh, a lot of times, if a person has a stroke, you have you also have swallowing issues, and you have to be on thickened liquids and all these things. To, and you need speech therapy to help you get your swallowing back uh, in line and back to its full capability, if possible. So the daughter informed the staff that her mom is supposed to be on a diet that is appropriate for a stroke patient with limited swallowing abilities and a diet that includes thickened liquids because the normal liquids are obviously they're real thin and you might choke on them, aspirate, and that causes a lot of problems. So you have to thicken the liquids. And again, this is pretty common for someone who's had a stroke. And to this lady, she said it sure seemed like this was news to them. Like they're like, oh, okay. And so, but this is a layperson telling the professionals uh, about the diet that her mom is supposed to be on. And so this kind of indicates a communications issue. I, I think this one's probably about as simple as that. Uh, but that particular day, her mom really wasn't hungry. She declined lunch. So the next day, her daughter comes into the room to visit again. It was around noontime. 
And when she entered the room, there was a can of Boost. And what that is, it's a little can, and uh, it's kind of like the Ensure and some of the other products. It's like thick, uh, like chocolate milk or like a vanilla shake. Uh, I mean, compared to a normal milkshake, it's on the thinner side, but it's a lot thicker than water and that sort of thing. And uh, it's called Boost and sitting on the bedside table. The problem is the table was too far away from her mom, and her mom literally couldn't reach it. So like, well, so how's my mom supposed to have her lunch? Also, if her mom could have reached it, she didn't have the dexterity to open the flip top can. You know, like the little, the little pop tab that you would have on the top of, of, uh, some of these cans. So she couldn't have opened it anyway, even if she could have reached it. And then the third issue is, if she would have been able to do all of that, they provided her with a very, very thin straw, one like you might see on a juice box for a child. So there is no way that her mother in this weakened state could reach it. If she could reach it, she couldn't open the top. If she could open the top, there's no way that she's going to be able to pull this thick liquid through this tiny, teeny, tiny straw and have the force to be able to pull that through uh, to be able to drink it. So... Shouldn't this just be common sense? I, I'm just I'm hearing just silly little things like this more and more. Other than these couple uh, uh, of incidents, uh, the daughter felt that the mother was receiving you know good care, but sometimes some of these little things can just make the whole hospital stay very very frustrating. I think the main issue here is that hospital staff continues to be asked to do more and more with less and less, and all of this is driven by declining reimbursement. And I'll keep that topic for another day. But what I do know, it's just a darn good thing that this woman had her daughter to come in and speak for her and look after her um, and and make sure that she's getting what she needed. I spoke with another client here in the Kansas City area. Again, very recently, her dad was admitted uh, uh, to a hospital, had, you know, received surgeries, having good care. She was happy with most of the stay, but there was one major issue. The dad had uh, a, a particular mental issue and really depended on his medication to keep him nice and calm and steady. But somehow they failed to receive, or excuse me, uh, they failed to, to provide him his medication. So he didn't get his meds for over a full week. So as a result, the therapeutic level of his medication bottomed out. And, and then guess what? He started to act out and he wasn't nice, calm and cool and collected. So fortunately, his daughter instantly recognized this. She was able to speak up on his behalf. They gave him his medications back. Uh, it took several days to get the therapeutic level back up uh, to be effective. But once that happened, her dad's just fine. He's his normal uh, self. He's very dependent on that medication. So, you know, how did they miss giving him this very important medication? And again, I, I think... This comes back to some communications errors and, and issues, and the hospital staff just uh, continues uh, to be asked to do more and more with less and less. So uh, I share this story with you not to be negative about care received in a hospital. That is not it at all. Uh, most of our hospitals are doing their very best, and they do a good job. But just to point out, to say that you know, once you enter your role as a caregiver, that role does not end when your parent goes to the hospital or another facility like assisted living or a nursing home. So if they go to a hospital or another care facility, your role as a caregiver and family advocate becomes amplified and is more important than ever before. And let me tell you this, even if they don't say so, 
your parents and your elderly loved ones appreciate you more than you'll ever know. So once a caregiver, always a caregiver, stick in there, hang in there and do your job. You're just do the best you can, but your parents appreciate you more than you will ever know. Proceed with caution. This has been a consumer alert brought to you by Senior Care Live. All right, the Medicare, excuse me, the Medicare. I've been on a Medicare roll. The Senior Care Live trivia question of the week. How much is the Medicare Part A daily copay for skilled nursing and rehab from days 21 through 100? Is it $100 a day, $127.50 a day, $157.50 per day, or $175 per day? The answer right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. And for more information about the program and how we can help you and your family, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by to take your call. How about that? There's no leaving a message here. We have real people, good, good folks, ready to take your call and then pass that along, 1-800-331-6445. And no radio, no worries. You can stream the program to any electronic device by going to SeniorCareLive.com. Click on the Listen Live button. It's kind of on the left side towards the top. It's just literally that simple. It'll stream right to your phone, laptop, tablet. It's uh, your desktop, whatever you have. And then that way, you don't have to miss it if you don't have a radio. All right. I'm still listening to my radio. My grandma <laughs> bought it for all of us boys when we were in high school. So uh, this radio has a few years on it, but the thing looks new and it sounds great. So uh, so uh, thanks to my grandma for my awesome radio that I have at the house. And getting back to the Senior Care Live trivia question of the week, it's been a whole lot about Medicare recently, and it continues. So how much does the is the Medicare Part A daily copay amount for skilled nursing and rehab from days 21 through 100. So we have, is it $100 a day, $127.50 per day, $157.50 per day, or $175 per day? Do you think you know the answer? Well, here it is. The answer is... $157.50 per day. So as I mentioned last week, Medicare pays 100% from day one through day 20. And this is when you leave the hospital, say you broke a hip, you're in the hospital for three days, three or four days, you get your hip replaced or pinned, etc. you need some rehab, you go to the skilled nursing and rehab center, Medicare pays 100% up through day 20. 
And then the answer to this one from days 21 through 100, you may not get all of those, but after day 21 and, and moving forward, you're responsible for $157.50 per day. So if you have a Medicare supplemental insurance plan that supplements what Medicare does not pay for, uh, that will help pay for that. Don't forget the last day to make your Medicare uh, changes is Monday, December the 7th. So you're just about out of time. You're probably going to have a hard time finding someone to answer the phone or help you, but you're still not out of time technically. Also, that coinsurance goes to $161 in 2016. So that number is getting ready to change. Now here recently, I've had the pleasure to, of working with some families that have, that have, you know, a, a lot of money, um, and they've, they've done well in that regard, and cost is no issue. And so that kind of opens up the playbook here, opens up all of, all the options for us to consider, and, uh, and, and that's always, uh, that's always wonderful to work with families who are fortunate enough to be in that situation. I also work with many families where maybe they have an elderly loved one, a mom or a dad, a grandparent, uh, and maybe they've outlived their assets and they now need nursing home care. And so this is where it gets a little bit tricky. It's not impossible. It just gets a little more difficult. Uh, so uh worked with someone. Mom was in the hospital. She needs rehab in the next, uh, you know, four or five days. Uh, and this is, you know, pretty easy to, to find a skilled nursing facility and rehab facility. No issues there. But then after that, this is where it gets tricky. So mom can no longer live independently in her apartment or at her home. So now she needs to stay. So how long will med? So we went through all of these questions and I've had almost the same discussion with several clients here recently. And so I thought I would just share some of this information with you since so many people are encountering this. So in the hospital, you go for your Medicare skilled nursing and rehab stay, and again, covered by Medicare for the most part. What do you do after that? So you get your 14, 18, 21, 28 days of, of therapy, and now Medicare says we're done providing care for you. So then something has to happen. You either have to go home, you have to move to an assisted living apartment, an independent living apartment, you need nursing care, can you stay there? What are you going to do? So one of the questions that they had was, how much is Medicare gonna, gonna pay? I mean, how long will this Medicare stay be? I mean, how, how long is it, how long is it gonna go? Well, this is determined by a medical team in the skilled nursing facility. And once a person returns to their original capabilities or they're improve, as long as they're improving, uh, they're going to keep, they're going to continue the therapy. But say a person improves, improves, and they're trying as hard as they can. And this is about as far back as they're going to come. Now their new normal is less than their previous capabilities. Once a person plateaus, then at that point, Medicare is going to say, will no longer pay for this. They've plateaued. They've maxed out what their capabilities will be, and now you need to do something. So typically I'll see two, three, four weeks of, of rehab therapy, pretty common, and then you have to do something. So can they stay there permanently after rehab? Well, that's a good question. So the first question is, does this place, do they provide what you need? Have you determined what your needs are? 
the right level of care, the right location, the right payment methods. Do you need Medicaid? Uh, do you do you have private pay, long term care insurance? Do you have veterans benefits that can help pay for this? Do they have a bed available? If you need memory care, do they offer memory care? I mean, there's a whole lot that goes into this. So the question is, you know, can't can my mom stay there permanently? Well, I don't know. We need to find out exactly what your mom needs. Another question is, do they accept Medicaid? Because, uh, like I said, a couple times uh, I've I've worked with these uh, families, and and we're going to need Medicaid fairly soon. Now, don't confuse Medicare with Medicaid. Medicare is your health insurance coverage. Medicaid is going to help pay for the nursing home. So if they do accept Medicaid, is there a private pay requirement? Well, what do you mean? Well, a lot of places will accept Medicaid, but they want one or two or three months of private pay capability on the front side before they'll convert that to Medicaid coverage. And uh, so sometimes, like with one of the folks I talked to, well, mom doesn't have any money, so what do we do now? Well, then you go to the next level or layer of of Medicaid pending. And what that means is some a resident comes in, in the front door only paying their patient liability, which is your income minus your cost of health insurance minus $50 in Missouri, $62 in the state of Kansas. Whatever's left over goes to the nursing home as your copay. That's the patient liability. So a lot of places won't do that because if the if the Medicaid application is declined, then they don't have anyone that they can build. There's no way to recoup their $6,000 a month. And so the, a lot of these nursing homes have huge, huge, huge losses. Uh, so as far as qualifying for Medicaid, you have to spend down your liquid assets to 999 in Missouri, 2000 or less in the state of Kansas. And so one coaching tip that I gave to uh, one of my clients uh, recently was they had about 13000 left. And I said, do you have a prepaid funeral plan? And they said, no, we don't. And so they ended up spending about 9000 on a prepaid funeral plan. They can keep two. They have $2,000 left. We're going in Medicaid pending. So that takes some negotiation. You have to be able to talk the talk uh, with these folks. And this is exactly what Senior Care Consulting uh, can help uh, this is what we do every single day. We help families work through this entire confusing, complicated process. So if you're interested in that, give me a call anytime. Right after the break, we'll speak with our special guest. Don't go away. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about this program and how we can help you and your family, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. That's 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, if you miss an episode and you want to go back and check that out, or you know of someone who should have listened to this episode, just go to SeniorCareLive.com and click on the tab that says Podcast. And then you can go back and listen to previously aired episodes 
any time, day or night. How about that? All right. Would like to introduce to you my special guest today, Judy Wechter. She's a registered nurse and community educator with Crossroads Hospice. Now, Judy's not in studio today. She is out on the road. And so, Judy, I don't know if we visited by phone, uh, not at least not live on the air. So uh, welcome back to Senior Care Live. Thank you. I I was going to say it's good to be here, but I, I guess I am here. I'm, you yeah, <laughs> you're here in spirit and uh, over the magic of uh, telephone uh, wonderfulness. Yeah, that's right. So the invisible waves through the air. All right, and for anyone uh, not familiar with uh, Crossroads Hospice, just an excellent, excellent hospice service. You can reach them at eight one six three 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 ninety two hundred. That's 816-333-9200. And uh, it's just it's a wonderful program. They have lots of programs available within the hospice care uh, um, services that they offer. And, and if, you're, if you're not sure if you would qualify for hospice, give them a call, and they can walk you through that, and they can let you know uh, if you qualify. It's some excellent additional help. It's fully covered by Medicare. Why wouldn't you reach out to Crossroads Hospice? So 816-333-9200 or online at crossroadshospice.com. All right, Judy, uh, we're going to talk about a very timely topic uh, today. I think it's about entering the holidays and the stress on the family and particularly the caregivers. And then some of the uh, sometimes the holiday blues for the care recipient themselves. So uh, let's go ahead and get into this today. Very timely topic. Well, thanks for those nice words about Crossroads. I, I appreciate that, and it is a tough time of the year, um, especially when you're in the line of health care that, that hospice is. You're dealing with people who are living with a life-limiting or chronic disease that's in its, its final phases, and that really brings to mind a lot of life's impermanence to, to all of us. And it, it could be everything from, you know, what do we do this year? Are we able to do what we normally would? What what would we like to do? If I don't do it, am I going to be wrong? Other people are going to expect it. You know, what if this is the last one? It just brings, your mind gets very, very busy um, this time of year, especially when you have the, the added stress of illness and caregiver issues to deal with and balance. But we really want to be there for people and help them make the decisions um, that allow them to enjoy not just the holidays, but, but life to its fullest. We're, we're all about allowing people the opportunity to choose how their life plays out and to have the most quality time, regardless of, of what that's going to look like. It may not look like Christmas last year. may not look like what it will be next year. But you're here today, and, and how would you like it to look? Well, you have to maximize those... Uh you know, those, you know, this is the last one events. Uh, I clearly remember thinking this is probably my, my dad's last Father's Day and it was really, really heavy. Uh, but at the same time, it was beautiful because we made the most of it. And as you're coming into, you know, we just had Thanksgiving. Now we're coming into Christmas, all the other holidays that happened during this time of the year. And, uh, it's just, it's a beautiful time of the year. But like you said, it, it can be stressful. So, uh, you got to take care of yourself. 
Well, you truly do. And I know in my dad's situation, we actually had four annual last Father's Days because we really didn't expect him to be there the yeah. next year. Yeah. And he was a person with lung disease, and they're kind of like cats with nine lives. They come back over and over. And so he was here the next year, so we had our last Father's Day again, and we ended <laughs> up doing it four times. So well. it became the the annual last Father's Day. Um <laughs> And that, that's probably very representative of what a lot of us are dealing with. Um, we don't know if this is going to be the last one or not. Our caregiving roles can go on for years. And it gives us the opportunity to really be present and mindful and in the moment and figure out what has value, what's important to me right now. And first and foremost, whether we do it or not, is that we are the most important. Um, if we're the caregiver... How many people's lives are going to be impacted and have negative repercussions if something happens to me, if I'm not able to meet my obligations, whether we're babysitting for grandchildren or hosting an event or the caregiver for a, a life partner or who we're taking care of, it's going to impact them if we're not there. So people are relying on us. We want to take care of ourselves for them and also for ourselves. We're role modeling to other people how to be good caregivers, and we want to ensure that people see that life does exist during the caregiving time and how we care for ourselves now is going to impact a lot as to how we function on the other end when our caregiving duties are over. So we, we want people to not only do the, the basics of, of health care things, getting enough sleep, um, eating and drinking in moderation, getting plenty of exercise and activity, um, especially as we're going into these, you know, shorter days. The sun comes up later and it goes down earlier. We need to get out and enjoy some fresh air. Um, there's certainly not near as many germs outside as there is inside. <laughs> yep. We want to stop, you know, stressing about things as much as, and get plenty of sleep and, and eat healthy and take care of ourselves and you know, one of the oddest things about sleep is that it's one of the things we cut ourselves short on most often, but just cutting your sleep to under seven hours in a night is enough to triple your odds of catching a virus, catching a cold. Well, okay, then I, I'm guaranteed to catch a cold or <laughs> a virus because <laughs> I, I don't know if I ever sleep seven hours. Yeah, but you've got all those teenagers. You, you don't have a choice. That, that keeps me young, right? That's what they keep telling me. I think I think they're lying to me, though. <laughs> yeah, another ten years and you'll get a full night's sleep. <laughs> there we go. There we go. But it's well, you're you're right. I mean, some of the little things: getting enough sleep. Oh, I I'll be okay. Well, no. Not really. That lack of sleep over a period of time really shows up in negative ways. We don't think as clearly. We just we move slower, and then we start taking in a lot of caffeine. You know, I'll drink some extra coffee and push through. Yeah. Well, a lot of caffeine just makes us do stupid things faster. It doesn't necessarily make us function better. <laughs> okay, I, I'm going to have to call that a Judy Wechterism. Caffeine okay. can help you do a lot of stupid things faster. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm going to have to quote that one. That's a good one. Well, it just—it's a quick fix, but it's not a good fix. It's, it's a band-aid. It's—it's just a band-aid on the on the symptom. You're not really treating the cause. <laughs> and on multitasking, it's really just changing tasks frequently. We we really aren't nearly as efficient with it, you know. And we we want to take time. We we really do, and and think about what we're going into, what's important to us, and take some time 
to think about how we would really prefer to observe the holidays. Remember that it, it's it's okay to take time out and to honor our limits, to say no. And, and it's okay if it feels uncomfortable at first. But just to say, I wish I could, but I can't. Yep. I won't be able to do that this year. Maybe next I'm time. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm already committed. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to give an extra explanation. Yep. You really... Even no is a complete answer. We don't have to go into detail about it. We can be gracious, thank the person for considering us, remembering us, but not this time. But if they, and that's okay. If they, I, and see, I, I love that. Just say no, thank you. Uh, be gracious, be courteous, uh, but, but no, thank you. And if they know you at all, they know you might, this might be the last you know, holiday season. And they should they should know better. So they should if they don't back down, back off and say, "Oh, I certainly understand. I just want to make sure that you're welcome to do that." That's great. But if they keep pushing, then uh, you have to wonder what the motivation there is. Right, and we have to look out for ourselves. No one else is going to do it for us or do it as well as we can for ourselves. And the meaning of the holiday may have changed. And to be honest, it will continue to change over time. We all go through different phases in our lives, whether we have young children or old children, um, whether we have a, a big extended family or a large group of friends, those types of things. Things change over time, and it's for a variety of reasons, whether people grow up or move on or create new social circles to replace some of those that they've lost, even death. All of these things are going to change the way that we do things, and, and it always was changing. None of us have had the identical holiday every year for decade after decade. But what we carry with us is some little piece, some feeling, some memory, some special event that carries over from year to year. And that's what we want to focus in on. Those are the things that, that feed and soothe our soul and that bring meaning to make these holidays what they are, special. And I just, I love that, and I love the part where you said, you know, being present in the moment, uh, make the most of the season, taking care of yourself. Don't be afraid to say no. These are all excellent uh, tips for the caregiver and anyone, uh, uh, you know, providing care for an elderly loved one. And uh, if you want more information, it's at CrossroadsHospice.com. You could also call at 816-333-9200. That's 816-333-9200. Judy does such an excellent job in the entire team at Crossroads Hospice. And by the way, they cover the entire Kansas City metro, north, south, Kansas side, Missouri side, etc. So be sure to reach out to Crossroads Hospice. And Judy, let's continue this right after. the break don't go away you're listening to senior care live on the senior care broadcasting network for more information call now toll free 1-800-331-6445 operators are standing by 1-800-331-6445 i'll be right back Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. 
For more information about this program and how we can help you and your family, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, so call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Four or five. Back to my special guest, Judy Wechter, registered nurse and community educator with Crossroads Hospice. And again, if you're interested in reaching out to Crossroads Hospice, it's 816-333-9200. That's 816-333-9200. They cover the Kansas and Missouri side, uh, as well as some other cities and states as well. But, uh, a major, a major cross, uh, excuse me, major hospice provider right here here in the Kansas City area, and in my opinion, the best hospice provider, Crossroads Hospice, and you can check them out online at CrossroadsHospice.com. All right, Judy, let's get back to our discussion about the holiday uh, season and how just everything is amplified around the holidays, right? You have all these these uh-huh. expectations, and like you said, it, it's probably not going to be like last year's uh, you know holiday and next year's holiday, but you, you know you have traditions, and everyone comes over. Maybe sometimes they stay too long, and so it, it's just that's a lot of pressure. And you have the pressure of, uh, of, uh, you know, you might have some, some family coming in and, um, and, you know, not understanding the situation. So, uh, so Judy, what do you do to take care of yourself as a caregiver? Other than taking a, a trip and hiding from everyone over the holidays, you know, one of the things that we can do for ourselves is to speak up and let people know what the situation is and what your expectations are. And then you can make choices as to who you're going to invite or what invitations you're going to accept. Many times people want to recreate things that are no longer realistic for everyone that's involved. It's just not, to be frank, worth the effort. Um, the wear and tear, the toll that is put on the individual to go out and to do some of these things is not worth the benefit to them. And you know, in healthcare, we always go back to the creed that first we do no harm. We, we would encourage families to look at that too. Whose benefit is this for? What would this individual really like to do? And if they are ill, if they're living with a life-limiting illness, they typically are not planning ahead. They're reflecting back on their life. So this can be a wonderful opportunity to do something like looking at old photo albums, sharing stories, um, all of those things that we always intend to do and don't necessarily get done. And we have to remember, when we've been away from people for a long time, holidays are frequently when we put large gatherings of people that we don't spend time with on a routine basis into very small geographical locations. That's usually not a good mix. Yep. And when we have stress, and we have illness, and we have multiple personalities, some within one body, some just because of the number of people there, <laughs> right. we have to, to kind of recalibrate it and figure out how are we all going to get along? What, what are we going to do here? Um, one of the things that I recommend for people is to have a, a holiday decorating party. Instead of everyone you know, landing and, and taking over Grandma and Grandpa's home for a weekend for the holiday, what if everyone comes over the beginning of the month and helps decorate the house? Check ahead with mom and dad or grandma and grandpa and find out what things are important to them to have out and to have up. You'd be amazed at, at how much fun you can have when everyone is busy doing these things because most families have a, a ritual. 
certain garland goes in a certain place. Certain decorations are on the mantle. Certain linens are used in the dining room. You can follow the lead of what's been done traditionally, and you would be amazed at how many times you go home with items, things that you've always cherished in your family. Says, you know what? You go ahead and take that. It's time for it to have a new home. So it allows some of those bonding moments, creating new memories, sharing the past, reaching outside of ourselves and doing for someone else. And that way, those that aren't able to do these things for themselves any longer get to enjoy those decorations and don't leave without a date to come back and take them down and clean them up. That's one of the fears for many people who have declining health and limited energy is if I get it all out, oh my gosh, it's such a mess to put everything away. Make sure that you label the boxes with all of the things from the dining room so that when you go to put them back, you can find them and let them know that there will be help to clean up all of this decorating at the end of the holiday season. And you know, some of this sounds kind of like common sense. I'm sure some people might be listening to this thinking, well, isn't that common sense? Well, yeah, it is, but... Uh, guess what happens to common sense with when you're under the pressure and the stress of being a caregiver and then you have the added pressure of the holiday season. Sometimes that just kind of goes away and you have to kind of think things through. And this is just a very good tips and a very good roadmap and suggestions on how to, how to do this. And, you know, it's huge. Uh, the worst part of it is tearing it all down. It's fun putting it up. And so don't, mm-hmm. don't bail out. Get back there and help them uh, get their house back to normal. And we often have families where, because of geography, distance, we have that family that comes in from miles and miles away out of town to make a visit and see family. And we want to be respectful of the fact that they have taken the time, they have used their vacation, they have spent the money to make that effort and not be resentful that that is all they can do. So if you're the one who is in the trenches on a daily basis with mom and dad, allow those other family members some space to come in and maybe this year they get to do the decorating, but you come in and volunteer to do the cleanup because you live here. You may feel like you're not getting to do the fun stuff, but you're getting to do the important stuff. And we're allowing everyone to have a place in this. And that's important because once our loved one has passed on, we will all still be here, and how we get along will have a lot to do with how we treated each other during this period of time. We can allow the stress to make things worse and fuel old fires, or we can choose to bury some things and, and move forward from where we are today. It's, it's kind of like going to war. You can't fight the battle with the troops you wish you had. you got to fight it with the troops you've got. I love how you say how we get along in the future depends a whole lot on how we treat each other today. And, wow, that's a profound mm-hmm. statement. And take some time out. If things are, are getting laced with, with old negative patterns, you know, take a walk. Um, go sit in a coffee shop and, and read a magazine or, you know, get a pedicure or whatever you can afford to do or like to do. Give yourself a break, some time away from it. Call a friend. Um, most of our friends know which family members trip or trigger. Let them know you've had to be stuck with this person for a while and have a lifeline so that when you do feel that way, you can do something about it. And 
again, find some things that have value and meaning to you. Many of the things around the holiday season do center around religious or spiritual events, but there are also many things that we enjoy, whether it's just viewing holiday decorations. Maybe it's a tradition of shopping at a certain um, store that has wonderful displays or holiday items. Those types of things can be very enjoyable and soothing. Attend a concert. Um, there's just so many things that we can do during the holiday that do soothe our soul. So make it a point to treat yourself to more than to at least one of those. But if there's other opportunities that come up and you are available to do them, then those are just bonuses. Excellent information, Judy. Thank you so much for being on the program today. Thanks so much, Steve. Enjoy your holiday. All right. Thank you. You too. And to everyone listening, I'm honored you spent part of your day listening to this program. Thank you so much. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live. is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.